Welcome back, guys, to the Indigenous Nutritionist Podcast. So this time around, it's a little different. I'm not interviewing a dietitian. Um, I wasn't able to make it up to San Fran this week, but I have a special guest, my dad, Peter Ahern. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about his food culture growing up as he immigrated to America when he was three. And, and then we'll talk a little bit about what the changes he's seen since he's been in America. And, and I don't know what else to talk about. We'll just roll with it. So, Dad, welcome to my podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so, introduce yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Peter Ahern. I came here from Germany in 1956. Uh, I do remember looking out of the plane window, and I do remember a ventriloquist, and those are two images that I have in my mind. You remember that when you were three? I do. You were three, right? I, I was three. Okay. And that's all I remember. Prior to that, there is no memory. <laughs> so a ventriloquist, was that a dream or was that real? I think it was real. I remember a flight of stairs and uh, a ventriloquist. And <laughs> I don't think it was a dream, but maybe it was. Who knows? So do you have any memories, I know you were only three, but of Germany at I all? I don't. None? No. Okay. But you remember, so you flew in, where did you guys fly into first? New York. To New York. And then where to? From there, I think we took a train to Maine. A train to Maine? So from New York and a train to Maine. Why Maine? That's where uh, my... Where my mother's husband, Stephen, was uh, from. Oh, that's right. So Grandma married the American soldier. He was in the Army. Yeah. And then that's how you guys got to America. They got married in Germany, and uh, from there we came to America. America. And then you ended up in Maine, and that's where I was born. Okay, so then what's your earliest memory of, like, what did you eat? Since, we're, since I'm a dietitian and this is about food, we'll talk about food. Uh, what do you remember eating? Because Grandma had a very, you know, European way of, well, she was from Germany, so obviously her food culture was different than Steve's, um, her new husband, who grew up in America. So what do you remember eating growing up? Mostly. Yeah. In the summer months, we used to hang out in the apple trees and we eat green apples. Green apples? Green apples all the time. And this was in Maine? In Maine. So is that all you ate? <laughs> no, we used to eat onion and mustard sandwiches also. Raw? On, on white bread. The, was that Raw like, onion and mustard sandwiches. On the white? On white bread. That we, was still, the white Wonder Bread? Or was that around? I don't remember if it was Wonder Bread or what, but most bread back then was was white. And sliced. And, uh, and sliced. Yeah. We had... Uh, where we were living, we had an egg man that delivered eggs, we had a milkman, we had, what else? Uh, so what, was this in the 60s or when? What's that? What year was this? Probably 1959, 1960. Okay, so you had the milkman, it was very simple, egg, mustard, uh, not egg, onion, mustard sandwiches. Onion, mustard sandwiches. Whose idea was that? Grandma's? No, that was the kids. Us kids 
decided to eat that. I don't remember my parents telling us to eat that. Interesting. We, uh, what else? We used to eat a lot of macaroni that we would mix up with tomato soup and onions. And we used to, used to use a lot of dried onions so also. What, what, why were onions so... <laughs> why were onions such a big thing? Probably well, because they were cheap and they added flavor to the food. True. Uh, so, what about, because I know when I grew up, we had a lot of potatoes, and Grandma eats a lot of potatoes, still to this day, and she's like 89. Did, do you remember having a lot of potatoes growing up? Was that too part of the mix? Yeah, we had potatoes. Uh, remember a lot, but we had potatoes. When we had potatoes, we had it with a frozen vegetable, or like peas and carrots, uh, or Brussels sprouts, uh, or liver with it. We didn't, or hamburger. We didn't have steak, per se, but we had hamburger and liver a lot. So it was very sort of meat and potatoes, the frozen vegetables. Yeah. Do you ever remember Grandma, like, talking about food in Germany or missing anything in particular? Mm. Not really. No? Because, I mean, I know she misses, like, the uh, the nougat, the chocolate yeah. nougat. No, not really. She never talked about missing any food. <laughs> we just, we ain't, even, even the kids in the house cooked the food. I mean, we all cooked. We all shared chores. We all, uh, we all bathed in the same little metal tub. <laughs> it's a very simple, simple growing up. Um, so then, do you, so it was very meat and potatoes based when you were a kid, and then as you grew up to be a teenager, do you remember a time where things changing, um, it, up till even like, you know, when you met mom, and then I was born <coughs> in the 80s, do you remember, I mean, I know you're not a dietitian, for me it's like I seek out these changes and I look for them, but do you remember seeing a change in the American food culture at this time? Mm. There's more restaurants today. There were less restaurants when I was younger. Some we more. didn't go out to eat as much. We ate mainly at home. Um, one of the big changes was the river that flowed into the ocean used to be filled with raw sewage. All the sewage went into that river and into the ocean. Which river? The Kennebec River. So the Kennebec River is in Maine. The one, well, there mm -hmm. might be more than one the Kennebec River. But the raw sewage used to flow into that river. And people would still eat the lobster and go fishing. <laughs> I could never but, figure that out. I mean, but there was no lobster. There was fish in that water. Lobster, but the water would go down into the ocean where the lobsters were. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, with time they improved that, so the river is clean enough today to swim in. And uh, Really? Uh, people swim in it? People, yeah, people will go in and swim. I remember they had the, the whatever race. Mm-hmm. And actually, they're still having it today, I heard. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yes, yeah, so much, much cleaner. I mean, it used to be terrible. It stuck on hot summer days. So bad. But I think Maine's done a really good job at, I mean, it's one of the best recycling states, I think, in the U.S., and clean air and making it a very clean environment. I mean, you, I grew up there. You pretty much spent most of your life there. Wouldn't you think so? Do I, do, I, do I think I spent most of my life? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes, I did. No, do you think that it's, got, it's done a good job at being a very...
clean environment state. I think environment. Well, yeah, I think they're doing a real good job. Also, recycling. They're doing a much better job than probably every other state today. I mean, where I used to bring my recyclables, everything, the plastics were separated by the number. Yeah, number two, number five, whatever. They were separated by the number. The glass was separated by the color. The cardboard and was separated from the newspapers uh, and regular papers. Uh, it was very organized. And you got to actually see this, though. Oh yeah, I used to go and deliver I, tin cans, or put in one little container. Uh, was that in Whitefield, Maine? That was in Whitefield, Maine, but it's also done in other uh, in other parts. West Gardner has the same thing. Reedfield, probably a lot of places in Maine have that same same program. And I don't know why we can't do it out here in California. It makes sense. It's so easy to do, but we don't. The other thing, too, in, uh, in the summer months, we eat a lot of wild blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries. You're like a bear. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and then I spent a lot of time in the trees eating green apples. And green apples were nice and sour, and we like the sour taste. I don't know why. And also, we used to eat a little clover that grew in between the sidewalks in the summertime that was very sour. And I'm thinking they may have had a lot of vitamin C. And like, so you ate literally... <laughs> <laughs> you literally <laughs> berries and... No, but then you ate the... I don't know if I knew... I knew about the berries, I knew about the apples, but about this little clover that grew in the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, you in guys between the cars sometimes you'd see it, you know, and you'd, you'd pick them and they were sour. Hmm. Uh, well, I was used to chew on blades of grass, you know, and, and I remember I remember taking the grass and, and just kind of sucking on the uh, the grass root or whatever. I don't know why we did that, but we did. <laughs> Maybe because, well, you were kids, kids just, you know, I don't know, explore and do that stuff. But do you remember at the main house where I grew up, we had the fiddleheads? Yeah. And those were growing right in front of the house, weren't they? Those were ferns, but those weren't fiddleheads. Oh, they were ferns. They were but they looked like fiddleheads. They had yeah, they were. Well, fiddlehead is a fern in a sense, but it's a different fern. But then we used to, but there's a certain way to cook them because they can be toxic, right? They can be, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I haven't eaten a lot of them. So make sure you uh, contact your fern professional if you have those before you eat them. But I know, like I've seen the grocery store sometimes fiddleheads, and I always think of Maine. But we also mm. had the rhubarb. The we used to eat a lot of rhubarb. That's another thing, rhubarb, pears, tomatoes that were grown in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, well, I think we ate pretty good, actually. We well, it sounds we like everything have... you ate was actually, it was real food. Oh, yeah. There was nothing that was, until when I came along, and then some of the stuff during the 80s or 70s, 80s, I think, became more processed, boxed. But that it started, I feel like, back in the war. Because you guys moved here right after World well, War II. everything, like I said, there were less restaurants. Uh, and there's an increase in restaurants today, increase in population, so things are mass-produced. We used to eat stuff that came directly from the soil that we were, we were around. Uh, rhubarb, I mean, we used to eat rhubarb all the time. I liked it with salt. Some people like to dip it in sugar. Yeah, I think that's how I used to do it, oddly enough. But um, do you remember any restaurants that you used to go to? And there was a seafood restaurant. 
Somewhere I can't remember the name of it. Where? In Maine? In Maine. Uh, Was it the one uh, near Wiscasset? I don't think so. I can't remember exactly where it was. But you would sit outside <coughs> and we'd have steam clams and lobster and corn in the cob. Very uh, main meal. You know, the basics. And that was maybe once a year we used to do that. Today, you look at the people that go to that restaurants every day. They go to restaurants on their way to work. <laughs> well, I know, like, because I lived in New York for eight years, people can eat out three times a day, but but depending on where you are, I think in America, you can do it healthfully because there's a lot of healthier restaurants, but it doesn't mean it's going to be cheaper. Right. I think back when you were growing up, it was just the more of the norm for that. Wait, did Grandma work or she stayed at home? No, she worked. She worked. She worked at the uh, textile factory, which she could walk to. It was less than a mile away. Yeah, because she never got her license. Never did. That's wild. Hmm. The other thing, I still remember a place called Gerard's Pizza, and we used to Gerard's. be we used to be able to buy large Italian sandwiches, which were filled with your choice of ham or salami, green peppers, onions, cheese, pickles, olive oil, or salt mayonnaise. pepper. Yeah, for forty-five cents. What? <laughs> yeah. And for for those of you listening that don't know, Maine, we call like the subway type sandwiches Italians. And I think we're the only state that calls them Italians. And they're Italian. really good, and they have that certain like it's a really soft white bread, probably with lots of dough conditioners, yeah, but good. it's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and pizza too, obviously pizza, but you know. We used to have cookouts too, and mainly it was hot dogs. Hamburgers, corn on the cob, and once in a while steamed clams. So, some like when I listen sometimes to what people ate, it, it seems one part seems very healthy, you know, from the land, the berries, the apples, you know, fruits and vegetables, and then I think I see the the processing side of everything where things start to be um, canned or they start added preservatives in, and, and the hot dogs not the healthiest. But have you noticed a difference in the Portion sizes since you grew up. Everything's smaller. Now, everything is smaller now or then? No. Everything's smaller now? Yeah. You think things portions are smaller now? The, what you buy for tuna fish is a smaller amount. I forget, you know, it's a smaller can, smaller amount. The, no, uh, but like if you're at a restaurant, we were having this conversation the other day, and you get a meal, and you were saying you think people eat way too much. You think portions are smaller now? We don't have now? that much. I mean, we go to the diner once in a while and maybe have a cheeseburger and some french fries. Right, but portions now in a restaurant, do you think they are smaller or larger? Some of them are smaller, some are about the same. There's not a whole lot of difference. Oh, so you don't know it's a big difference? Because I know it's, well, I can't say I wasn't. No, because if I go uh, to like Shakey Shack to get a hamburger or whatever for 10 bucks, it's the same size as the one I used to buy for 40 cents. Oh, so you're looking now at the financial aspect where you feel like things haven't really gotten bigger, but you're still paying more. Oh, you're paying a lot more. (laughs) But if you go to some restaurants and they give you a plate of food, and I know there's times we've been traveling and gone to a restaurant, and the amounts they give you is a lot. We were just talking about this the other day, and you were saying that you think people eat way well, too much. Well, when I say that I think they eat way too much, I'm, think, I'm saying that they eat all the time. Not, maybe not in one setting and have a whole lot, but... Oh, uh, so you think your people are grazing throughout the day more? Eating throughout the day well, more? Well, you see it all the time. I mean, I go to... I see people trying to get into the jack-in-the-boxes, the, the uh, 
Carl's uh, McDonald's, Jr. Carl's Jr. Uh, constantly. I mean, it's just a constant traffic there. And, they, and I see people eating all the time on the run. So, okay, so, so this is interesting. So, for me, I think portions, I know that since I've come back and gone to a few places here in California, I've been shocked at the portions. Um, and, I mean, Dubai is very similar, because that's where I live now, to America. But at the same time, like if I go visit some friends in Europe and I come back to America, I notice the distinct difference in the portion sizes here seem to be bigger. But you're looking at the financial aspect of like when you go buy foods or whatnot, about the same but more expensive, and that's inflation. And well, we all know we have a lot of inflation. However, talking about eating, because I work with my clients about this, and I notice too that no one, I mean, no one kind of sits down and eats a meal. They just snack throughout the day. When people work for the Facebooks and the Googles and the Twitters, they are within a hand's reach of a packaged snack all the time. So I hear. So you're noticing that too. Oh yeah, I see. I see it where I work. I mean, people I work with will go over and they're buying bags of chips or bags of banana flavored, dried banana flavored one, whatever. Oh, the dried banana chips. I think right. Constantly, you know, something to always nibble on. I don't. I don't do that. Uh, I may drink off some water from time to time, but for the most part, I eat when I eat. I don't eat. Like when, once I eat my dinner, I'm I'm not eating after that, or you know. You'll or, have the water in between. Yeah, once in a while. You know, I don't eat much. Um, <laughs> but you're not eating like all the time like you're seeing no. other people do do you think that has to do with some way that however you were raised because I know in when I lived in Germany when I'm in Paris to see people snack throughout the day is abnormal so do you think that maybe some of the way you were raised influences how you eat today I don't know I mean, I still leave my butter on the kitchen table because that's what you did, but right. that's a very European thing to do. Yeah, I'm not sure. Except for now in California, you can't do that or it'll melt everywhere. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe you've never really thought of it. Not really. I mean, we ate. <laughs> we worked. We, we did what we had to do. That's we, right. You just, like, you, you're eating to give yourself for enjoyment, but also the energy to go through the day. Now, when you do go out to eat, is there one thing that you really like to order? Yeah, if I could find a good Reuben sandwich, I usually will order a Reuben. And yet we I, never I knew had you were going to say that. We never had Reubens growing up, ever. So it was a treat, you know, when you go out and you get the Reuben, it's something that's not you, nothing you would have normally at home. Yeah, I don't have a Reuben at home. I have it at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, we never had, never even heard of a Reuben growing up. <laughs> but you had the vegetables, the potatoes, the yeah, it was mostly hot frozen hot. vegetables, uh, and fresh carrots. It's funny, frozen vegetables, but fresh carrots and turnip. Yeah, we, Grandma still makes turnip to this yeah, day. Turnip's good. We'd we'd have soups. There used to be one restaurant in town that I used to go to, and it was an old lady that ran it with her daughter, I think, and they would make beef stew that was beef stew I mean it would it was great it was from scratch and I think it was a dollar a dollar a bowl or something <laughs> that's was. so interesting how you remember prices so well because I feel like in the millennial generation like we won't buy a host but we'll <laughs> we'll pay like $13 for a salad 
<laughs> but it's an inflation too, and it always makes me wonder, like, why are, is this really good, healthy food that tastes really good as well have to be so much money where I can just go buy ramen for like a dollar probably right. still? Well, the millennials, they don't and have... And I'm a millennial. Right, but yeah. they don't have that... Oh, what should I say? The understanding of, of the doll. They didn't probably teach it in school that much. I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, uh, you used to always say to me, you wish that they would just teach me how to, how to balance a checkbook. Now, we don't really have checkbooks, but, you know... You still got to balance your money. I mean, $13 for a salad, you could say, do I really hey, need that? Hey, but they're that? really good salads. Do I need that salad? I uh, do. <laughs> you know, and if you do, well, maybe you could put a little money away I, to save for a down payment of a house. the nourishment. I know, but, but, okay, we could get into generation war, but we won't right now. Uh, the, mm. the real estate, you know, that's a big problem. Big, and, and plus, like, you know, if a lot of times if you live in a city, there's not really houses or apartments and you rent. Um, we rented when we were younger. It was an apartment. Yeah, but you guys rented a, a farmhouse for $50 a month. Yeah, it was you know, $9 a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Talk about inflation. $9 a week? 9 a week. It was a two-unit two like place. We had, when you walked in, there was a downstairs, and you had to go out the door to go upstairs to the bedrooms, and then the back was a big barn-like place for a workshop or whatever. Um, but then we moved from there, my freshman year in high school with the Gardner, to Willow Street. Gardner, Maine. Yeah, and actually, if you when we lived on one side of the street was Farmingdale, and if you crossed over to the other side of the street, that was Gardner. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I, don't, I remember that area. The other thing I remember in, in elementary school, we had little pints of milk. It was four cents. Actually, we had pints of milk in elementary school too. Yeah, TCM. four. It was four cents. Or bags of milk. We used to have glass when I first started, but then it got to, to paper or cardboard. Well, or by the time I was in elementary school, it got to bags of milk. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. We had to like take the straw, mm -hmm. which now is banned. The plastic straw and right. the milk. I but think it was forty-five cents though for us. Yeah, see, that's a big difference. Four cents. <laughs> and. In junior high school, a, a very well-balanced meal of your vegetable, milk, dessert would be like canned uh, oranges or, or what's the other, the fruit cocktail. Mm -hmm. We'd have beets or carrots. So it was very balanced, 25 cents. For all of that? For all of it. Yeah. That was in my, that was in my seventh and eighth world. grade. So um, you were, what year was that, 1960? Mm -hmm. Maybe about 66, 67. So we're going through the decades. So in 1970s is when you met Mom. Where were you living? Maine still? Well, you guys met in Texas. No. Well, let's talk about Texas. Let's talk about the food in Texas. Food in Texas? I know you like the food in Texas. It's all right. A lot of it was Mexican food. Yeah, but uh, you liked or, that food. Or barbecued beef sandwich. I really didn't eat well in Texas. It was a lot of... Uh, but you were in what, your 20s? Yeah. And I think a lot of people in the early 20s, just whatever, or teenage. We just ate. I can remember going to a place where they have the high, high ceilings and a little cord coming all the way down with a light bulb on the end. <laughs> and we used to eat black-eyed peas there in okra. Well, those are really good, healthy food. That's a lot of fiber. Yeah. So Especially with the okra. I know in peas. India we ate that a lot. 
liver or, or hamburger or a steak or something. I remember eating that in Texas, but also Mexican food. How uh, was the Mexican food there? Huh? How was the Mexican food there? It was better than here in California. Better in California. Yeah. The places I ate at, but don't ask me why. Now, Mom always tells me this story where there was this place where the big, like the largest pizza ever, and if you ate the whole pizza, you got it for free. And you did it. Do you, do you remember that? I think Mom was dreaming, but... <laughs> no. There was a place up in Bar Harbor area that... It was a big pizza, but yeah, I could Wait, is it Bar Harbor? I thought it was in Texas. Getting my I don't remember that. I'm going to have to ask mom about this. that. Uh, I could eat a lot back then because I was younger, but I don't eat as much. To, I can't eat. If I go to a buffet, I'll be lucky to get through a second plate. Well, I mean, yeah, things change when you get older. Yeah, and I'm not... And I'm going to go ahead. I don't <laughs> want to eat four You have to adjust Some to people do. You're living... Some people, they just eat to eat. You know, I eat to live. <laughs> but you have enjoyment of it as well. Yeah. I mean, when you... You would always make these big lasagnas and potato salads, and it would be so good, but even, you're like, meh. You were never... I remember us saying, oh, we love this, but you were just like, oh, I could have made it better. Chili. I could have made it better. Chili, yeah. Yeah, I like uh, potato salad. I haven't had a potato salad, but I do like potato salad. I think we had that as a kid. And the pasta salad, too. There yeah. was like four things I remember you making. Lasagna, pasta salad, pasta salad, potato salad, and chili. And Those were the four. Those amazing. are the four. And then I asked you for recipes once, and you were like, uh, what? Like, it's in my Just head. throw it all together. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's, there's something to say for that in this recipe-driven world, where people come to me, and they're like, oh, I want this recipe and that recipe. And, um, you know, we have Google.com, which has tons of recipes, and I can help guide them to healthier ones. But... You have to ask ourselves, are we really going to sit down uh, every day or three times a week and make this recipe, but, or maybe just choose one recipe a week and have that as your main, like if it turns out well, you know you can always go back to it. You won't need it, you'll have it in your head, and then you can kind of make it. Mm -hmm. Or you can just buy foods and learn how to throw things together to make your own recipe. I think, and that's kind of what you did. A lot of experimentation. Sometimes you put too much of something in there and it can ruin the whole thing. Or yeah, I don't. I never went by, <coughs> by a particular ingredients on a, from a recipe. So, like when I make chili, I can't make a small chili. I have to make it a lot because I keep adding into it. <laughs> I know you always make enough for an army. I remember mom saying that. But I do like pizza too. Pizza's good. Where's your Where's the best pizza you've had? Yeah, oh boy, probably Brainerd, Minnesota. There was a place there. I remember it was very good. I don't remember the name of it. Brainerd, Minnesota. I know you, we don't remember the names, but what about mom's pizza? She used to make pizza. Oh, her pizzas are very good. Uh, they're much better than most of them in the, uh, the in the pizza joints. Although New York City has some of the best pizza. Well, they say that, but I don't know. I've had pizza there too, and it was okay. <laughs> I just went to a new place called PQR, and it's highly digestible, like uh, crust. Oh, okay. The hydration, yeah, so it was really good. One guy's from Rome and the other's from Naples. Oh. I'd like to go to Naples one day, just for pizza. And because yeah. Italy. Um, There's another thing I remember in elementary school we had, out of all the kids, there were two that had to drink goat's milk. They could not drink cow's milk. Oh, really? They actually gave them goat's milk? Yeah, they had to. They had to have goat's milk. And there was a goat 
uh, a goat farm not far from us, and I used to go up there and buy gallon jugs of it. Because goat's milk is e more easily digested mm. by those who have lactose intolerance. Yeah, I, and it's a strong milk. Strong flavor. Oh yeah, but but they could also have buttered milk, or now we have kefir or lavin or. Right. Well, no, it was strictly goat's milk that they had. They had a bunch of goats. I like goats. <laughs> you like the goats. Yeah. Goats are. But I never had goat meat. <laughs> No, but it's common in, I think, India and Pakistan. No, I'm sure. They have it. I mean, they have it here, too. It's just not as common. Um, so, okay, so you had the tech, you went to Texas, and it was in the 70s, and you met Mom, and then you guys went to Minnesota. Didn't you come out to California back then? No. I thought you guys lived in, oh, that was Mom, never mind. So, <coughs> it was before she met me. And then you went back to Maine. Back to Maine. And that's when... I was born in, in the, the 80s. Right. But, so when I was a baby, mom made all my food, right? We ground, both you and Asia, we used to mix like vegetables, meat. Uh, what type of meat? And grind it all up and that's what you guys ate. What kind of meat? Sometimes steak, pork chops. <laughs> uh, and liver? I think we added liver too at times. Which is a very... High source of vitamins and minerals. Probably did not need a, too much of that. So you made, you gave all that. So that's good because you know, first food, I needed that iron. Um, and then as I got to be like a kid or teenager, what is, is there a time you remember food just starting to be a lot more expensive? Do you remember <coughs> this? I'm trying to think what you ate back then. Vienna sausage. <laughs> yeah, that you gave me. Yeah. Uh, Vienna anything. sausage. I don't remember you eating. Anything liver. that was like, yeah. I don't remember you eating liver. I had the liver worst on English muffins. Liver worst. Yeah. This is what I remember: liver worst, butter and bread, <laughs> um, chicken and, and bananas. Chicken. Bananas. I remember eating them with chicken. Yeah, 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 and then chicken. toaster strudel and Pop-Tarts and pizza rolls. This was like the Spaghetti. time where America started giving all that Chef Bardee. But you would make like meat, potatoes, carrots, and basil. Mm -hmm. I remember that. No, I like basil. I like basil with a lot of things. But yeah, I mean, I think you guys ate okay. What's this? Oh, did it not? I think you ate okay. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> I had a technical difficulty. Um, okay guys, we're back. We're going to continue. I just needed to make sure that technology was not going to fail me again. Um, so we're now at the point where my dad has met my mom. He's in the 70s. And then in the 80s, I was born and they're in Maine. And I was just asking you, Dad, if there's a time you remember, you, you can think back and remember like, wow, the food culture is changing. You probably won't remember that. That's something I would remember. Or things are becoming a lot more expensive. Do you remember a time of that? Well, more expensive, and we're also more conscious of what to eat and what not to eat. I mean... When was that? Like, the 90s? It I don't know. Um, because I... Like, wasn't it the 90s that you got into the blue-green algae? I remember eating right. these horrible-tasting BG bites, but... I mean, they they were healthy. Blue-green algae you got into. I remember as a kid, you were talking to me like, you were saying fat won't make you fat. It's way too many carbohydrates. This was there long was before like this Atkins craze, and you weren't talking Atkins. Right, but you were just a... talking about the, I remember this, but as a kid, I was like, eh, whatever. Like, 
give me but a surgeon. But that was in accordance with Dr. Berry. Dr. Berry Sears, Sears I think. Yeah. He had the, um, oh, what's it called? Zone. The zone. The zone, yeah. the zone diet, getting in the zone. And, you know, I think it's good to be conscious of, of what you're eating and stuff. When we were younger, no, I mean, we just ate, like I said, mostly pears, apples, berries, grass. <laughs> you were like a cow. We, and, you know, it wasn't that we were conscious of food, we just we ate. Yeah, and I think, too, when you're a kid, you just you just eat, just like you don't... It's, so, it's the education and the awareness around it, but how did you get into things like Dr. Barry Sears or blue-green algae. This was back in the 90s, mainly, and I was like six years old or seven years old, and you used to bring me to health fairs. Yeah, mainly uh, from, like, uh, one of Joanne's friends that she went to high school with Mom's got involved friend. in the algae, and he contacted me about it. I said, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. I don't know. I mean, I heard some great stories about it. I heard where green-blue algae helped people's pets. Blue green algae? Yeah, help the fur was the fuller, you know, just things that were better. Well, I think what happened is we used to just eat when we were younger, not really conscious of it, but then, you know, as you get older, like I don't remember seeing people happy in, in my elementary school. There were no obese children. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it's too much eating or what, because, you know, I also ate a lot of junk food. I ate a lot of red licorice, uh, other licorice, uh, candy. But when you say a lot, how much was a lot? Well, enough to make me have cavities. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, did you, well, yeah, we buy, we'd buy licorice and we eat candy all the time. And but when you so, say all the time, like... Every day. So, but a lot of it, like a package of yeah, it? Yeah, it was cheap back then. You could buy licorice for a penny, you know. But uh, I still feel like it wasn't... You to this day, I know, love licorice. But again, going to this portions, and now, I mean, if you think about it, even growing up, I loved McDonald's. You never would bring me. Mom sometimes would. But now it's like these places <coughs> such as McDonald's or other fast food move into areas there that they know have a lower socioeconomic status mm -hmm. and that people need to feed their families. So a dollar menu becomes really easy and convenient and inviting yeah. versus going to the grocery store and cooking everything and it's just the change of the culture i feel like america everyone knows is this western diet is like this standard american diet sad which is kind of sad because the real american diet i think is very plentiful with like you said fruits and vegetables and yes meat and dairy but things mm. have changed over the years right which that if looking at I, when I do my own food history research, it always kind of goes back to like the war. A lot of things changed because of the war. You know, grandma was rationed food in Germany when she was growing up during the war. Mm -hmm. And then when you guys moved over here, of course, you don't remember the German food. But you had mm -hmm. a little bit of that because I know you would give me liverwurst all the time growing liverwurst, up. Liverwurst, red cabbage. We yeah, the red cabbage. Uh, eggs. Yeah, a lot of eggs. But there wasn't a lot of like, um, let's say the Chef Boyardee's, the frozen hungry man dinner meals. That was like my childhood. Right. Because I, I always wanted them and you guys would never buy them for me. I still remember <laughs> McDonald's cheeseburgers, 20 cents. But, and, but how, like, I well, would like to small. see, they were small. Now, small. 
then now you can get like a triple cheeseburger or Big Mac. Yeah, or for what? I don't know how much. But. And for what, what they do, which is interesting, is they make it cheaper. Yeah. Where that's why if you are spending a little bit more, it's almost like health insurance in a way. You're like buying good quality food and I find right. the millennials are more apt to do that. Because we really care and you, I think you will see sort of a change going back to like the basics of how things were. I can remember as a kid taking white bread and we'd make it into a ball and we'd eat all of us and then we'd just eat it and play games and eat, eat our bread. You still love bread. <laughs> we all love bread. Um, and how would you perceive your overall health? Uh, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> I feel alright. Okay. And you're a 64. Four. 64 going on 65. Next month, oh my gosh. Yeah. 65. But you know, as you get older, it's like an old car, things break down, you gotta get it fixed. You gotta keep moving. You guys well, also went to the gym. I remember I would go to the gym with you guys when I was a teenager because I had to have like someone sign a note because I was um, under 18. But you guys would go to the well, gym. Well, even at, uh, I used to, at work, we used to do aerobics. They actually. What? I didn't yeah, know that. They had a. Uh, a teacher come in and you could go in and do aerobics for an Where hour. Where was this? Digital. Digital, which was a company in Maine. It's not there anymore though, right? No. So I almost feel like the companies you and mom used to work for when I was a kid are much better than companies now. Except yeah, yes for like, no. of course, Amazon's are great and Google's and all those people are great, but they're not, let's be honest, I don't know how many well, that's elderly or like Amazon's six year old. Huge. Uh, people are hiring. Yeah, but you know. So all this stuff was kind of, I didn't know you had aerobics because now yeah. worksite wellness is really big. Oh, yeah. That's what aerobics. I did in New York. I can remember going to the gym and exercising, lifting weights, getting on the recumbent bike. And I used to walk a lot. I mean, as a yeah. kid, I used to walk, walk, walk. Well, do you get to we do that did. in California though now? Huh? Do you get to do that now in California? Mom and I walk. You yeah. do? Not as much as I used to when I was a kid. I mean, I used to have a job that was 10 miles away and I'd walk out to it and I'd walk back. And, uh... Did you hitchhike a lot? Huh? Did you hitchhike a lot? Hitchhike. Oh, hitchhike. Well, not a lot. We, I hitchhiked, you know. Where? Today, today is kind of frowned upon because of, you know, because of... Not as safe. Weirdness, you know. But yeah, I hitchhiked. But no, I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, I had, you know, I had a car. I had a 18. Uh, but I still walked. If it broke down, I walked. It's, it's something we all did. Yeah, I think it's really important for environments and cultures to have, to make it more walkable and accessible. That's what I love about New York. Cause it's always been. Well, like you gotta that. remember though, we had the entertainment people in the games, video games. We had pinball machines, and you stood up, and you shook the machine. You know, now you're at home. You get the computer. You've got the with the rig in your hand. You're sedentary. Yeah, but they have the. I think it's the Wii. They have the bowling. It yeah, gets people more active, too. which is I think. But this TV, uh, we didn't have a color TV until I got to high school. So a lot of people spent many hours in front of the tube, and that was a, a television is, a, is like a teacher. So. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, when we were younger, I think the biggest thing is we were always outside. If we were, you know, other than school, when we got out of school, we were outside riding I remember our bikes. always being outside too. Yeah, Me and Noam were talking about that the other day on my bike. We'd be riding our bikes, we'd be running, we'd be playing games, card games, uh, I don't know. We just did it, and we didn't, 
our parents didn't worry about us being in, you know, it was, it was just getting dark. We just came in, went to, <laughs> went to bed, got up, went to school. So before I wrap this up, I do have a question. So you and Mom, I mean, you've had a journey, Mom's had a journey. You guys met in Texas, you were in Minnesota, and then moved to Maine. And then in, was it three or four years ago, you moved all the way across country, now in Glendale, California. Mm-hmm. Now that's a big shift from a small town in Maine all the way over here. Do you notice any, what, or what do you notice changes in different food that's around? Because Glendale, there's a lot of Arminians here. Or anything that you notice that's different foods that you had back in your small town in Maine? Is there any differences you notice? Yeah, you could buy food cheaper in Maine than you can here. And that also that makes sense because it's cheaper living in Maine. <clears throat> but what type of is there any different types of foods here that you notice? Well, you got more Mexican food. More uh, you got more, like I said, more Armenian food. Uh, but no, I mean, we had Indian food in Maine. We got Chinese food in Maine. We got Thai food. We got Mexican food. You had it, but it wasn't especially in our. It wasn't town. as much as it, as it is out here. I mean, if you go to Portland, Maine, or Bangor, Maine, you'll see more restaurants. I kind of miss that small town where, like, there was that one Chinese spot you went to, and it was only that place. And then there was that one. I don't know, Thai place. Or yeah, there used to be a place in Brewer, Maine, called Pepino's. It was a Mexican place. And Asia used to love going there. And that place was very good. I think Pepino's. it was I wonder if it's still there. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not? No. Um, well, and, um, the avocados are cheaper out here, right? Not really. No? No. I thought they were. Well, they're cheaper than they are in Dubai. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, no. It goes like kilogram there. Sometimes they were. Sometimes one will be over a buck. But that seems. See, in my mentality, like this is interesting. <laughs> You'll see, uh, the millennial. What's your generation? Generation. The lost generation. No, that's like Hemingway's <laughs> generation. We're all lost. But I think if it's under two dollars, that's a pretty good deal. Well, yeah, you, you look at cooks. It's a different world now. I mean, things are what they used to be. A home. If you look at the house and garden of Maine, we were spent what, forty-one thousand. Cheap. Or whatever. It's less than today, a today a house out here is four hundred thousand on up. <laughs> four hundred thousand didn't seem that bad. <laughs> so. Um, okay, so we'll end before we end this. I'll just ask you, what is your favorite meal? Maybe, or food, whatever it is. My favorite meal? <laughs> uh, probably a pizza. A, a good pizza. pizza. That's yeah. a man answer. Yeah, it'd be between a pizza and a, a Reuben sandwich. But I also like a nice meatloaf with potatoes and carrots. Meatloaf I've not had forever. You used to make that yeah, too. I used to make that oh, that too. was your fifth thing you used to make. So but a meatloaf? nice meatloaf with, with a mashed potatoes, real potatoes, not powdered ones. Yeah. Real carrots. And uh, I'm not big on salad. I'll eat salad once in a while, but I'm not big on it. I do like olives. I don't remember ever eating olives growing up, ever. I mean, I did because mom was obsessed with them. No, I don't think anyone in the household liked olives, so we didn't have olives. Yeah. So pizza or like the traditional meatloaf, um, potatoes, yeah, and carrots. I mean, if you like your food, really, uh, even if you eat over here, it's chicken. Everybody eats chicken or steak or beef or 
Canada pork, whatever. Um, like what we had the other night at that restaurant, the Indonesian restaurant on the skewer. Regi that was good. Oh yeah, yeah that's the the. Um, we didn't the have lamb a lot the of the. Uh, the what's it called? The, uh, a lot of protein in it, white. Oh, the te um, tempeh, tempeh and tofu. Yeah. Well, I think these things are. They're not. They're new to maybe to certain cultures here in America because you really can't talk about America as a whole. I think we have to go by state. But I mean, tofu has been around forever in Asia, in mm. East Asia, because it's a big part of their diet, the soy, and it's a good plant protein. Which I do think, you know, you, you talk about growing up on the meat and potatoes. Now I know in America they're doing this whole meatless Monday, but for me that it it kind of it. I find going meatless is easier. <laughs> it's easier yeah, in the sense be. of cheaper, because um, meat's going to be really expensive, and mm -hmm. if it's not, then you have to wonder where it's coming from or how good right. quality it is. And so, like having things like tofu, which can be pretty inexpensive, is a good plant-based um, mm. protein. But it is soy, so people are literally soy. Yeah, those are some that. differences, though. We never saw that. Although we ate a lot of frozen Brussels sprouts. I used to love Brussels sprouts growing up. All right, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. All right, thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Thanks for having. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for joining Bye. my podcast. All right. All right, you want to do it again? All right, guys. Just to wrap up, so this was a little different episode than the other ones, and yes, I will continue to interview dietitians, nutritionists, and RDs to be. But this was a, like a little uh, part of my August intermission series, if you will, and or off the grid August. Since I'm out here in California visiting my parents, I decided to interview my dad and next week my mom will be on the podcast because I think it's quite interesting actually. And my dad was so much more serious than he usually is. But I think for, you know, older people, although I still, I don't even think of my parents as old and they look pretty young too. Um, but for anyone, you know, even myself, we like to reminisce, right? We like to talk about those quote unquote good old days and even after I we ended the podcast. My dad was like, "Oh, do you want to do a, a part three or part two, part three? Do you want or do you want to do it again?" You know, I think he enjoyed talking about um, just his childhood and what they ate, and it was interesting for me. It's because, if, in case you couldn't tell, I was trying to get out of him. Like, what's the biggest difference? You know, it's about the food from when you were growing up in Maine, or um, you remember. He didn't really remember much because he immigrated when he was three, so he doesn't really remember much about. Germany before then, but um, I was trying to get you know out of him like what are the big differences? Was food fresher back then, or was portion uh, portion smaller? But for him, he kept kept talking about the cost. So I mean that is something to look at as well because inflation is definitely insane. I think in America when it comes to food costs and housing costs. So if you guys have a podcast, you know, interview your mom and dad. It's quite interesting. Or if you don't, just you know, sometimes just sit and talk to them about um, their childhood, what they ate, or big differences they noticed from then and now. All right. So for next week, I said, like I said, I'll have my mom on, and my mom uh, was born in Minnesota, has a background of Irish, German, and Belgium. So she comes from a large family, fifteen kids, seven brothers, seven sisters. My grandparents were busy people. All right, well, that will be for next week, and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and have a great weekend. Ciao!